This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Have you ever stopped to wonder what exactly success means to you? Is it money, fame, power, all of the above or none at all? I'm Dashran Johan and this is Redefining Success, a show where we speak to passionate people from various fields about their lives, what makes them tick and what the word success means to them. In light of International Women's Day 2022, we're going to be highlighting various women on this show throughout the month from journalists to entrepreneurs, artists and even homemakers too. My guest on today's episode is an entrepreneur. She's Angeline Tan. She's the CEO of Maria's Steak Cafe. Welcome to the show, Angeline. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing uh, good as well. Before we get into um, how you view success, um, tell me a little bit about Maria's Steak Cafe as well as um, something else that you are a part of which is called the Foodsmith. What are your roles in these two companies? Thank you. So, Maria's is a steak house, mm-hmm. and uh, like, like you mentioned just now, it's Maria's Steak Cafe, right? Why did we name it Steak Cafe? Let me just give you a bit of the background. Because at the onset of the business, I noticed that our regulars really come in in their home clothes. Like some even like wear pajamas, t-shirt and shorts and slippers, and they come in to eat. Right. And all they wanted was just good food. So it was a really casual and comfortable space for them to enjoy really good food with nothing fancy, so no frills at all. So um, that's why I didn't want the connotation of a steak house. So I right. named it Maria Steak Cafe, like a more um, more casual place for you to dine mm. and have good food. Yeah, so um, our original outlet is still running in Ipoh and you will still be able to find my mom, Maria, <laughs> over there most of the nights. Yep. How many and, years um, has the Ipoh one been running? Oh, that was since 1999. Wow. 23 years. Okay. Almost, yeah. So, um, and by currently, we have expanded to four outlets in Klang Valley. So our specialty is really the steaks right now. So we serve really good quality steaks uh, cooked to perfection. And, and for me, I really love it that um, that it has crust on the outside and it's really juicy and flavorful <laughs> on the inside. So it's really all about steaks. Right. And as for the other the other thing that you mentioned, the food smith, yeah. it's actually a subsidiary of Maria's. Okay. Mainly what we do is we supply frozen food to other restaurants and cafes all around Klang Valley as well. But our core business is really still Maria's. Okay. Yeah. How do you define success? <laughs> I think success is the ability to buy all the bath bombs in the world. <laughs> 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 that is awesome. Like nobody has said something like that on the show. <laughs> but seriously, right? Um, I think success is quite an abstract thing. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone defines it differently and there's no one answer to this. But for, for me personally, it's having the ability to choose. Like whether the ability to choose what I want to do and the ability to choose when I want to do those things. So it's a bit about flexibility in terms of time and all that, and also 
um, choices that I can make because of certain financial stability and and uh, time. Is food something you're very passionate about? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really passionate about food. So, um, backstory, mm-hmm. since young, my family is really a, a very foodie family. If okay. you don't like food, you can't fit into the family. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, my parents love cooking. They love good food. And I remember my late father always like bring us to the best hawker centers. We will wait an hour for the food. Because it is so good. And sometimes in Ipoh, there are some hawkers that even scold you if you make noise <laughs> over there. So, so, but we will go there because the food is good. Right. Yeah. And also my parents, they really love cooking. Um, he cooked a lot. My, my late father, he cooked a lot. Like he will prepare breakfast for us. Um, and, and then he will prepare lunch for us or if we are not dining out. And I, I remember he was always in the kitchen, always in the kitchen, experimenting with better ways to improve his cooking. Right. There was once, right, um, he was trying to make caramel custard and I probably tasted 10 versions that was burnt <laughs> before he finally perfected the recipe. Right. So I think naturally for me, I developed this passion to serve good quality food. And the food, the food in Maria's itself is really nostalgic to me. It is the same food that my dad cooked right. when I was a, a young kid. Like, like the the spaghetti bolognese is something that I ate when I was growing up, and that's why I still keep it in the menu up till today. So yeah, all the signature dishes are both fourth in the kitchen in, in that kitchen of the home that I grew up with. So, and that those are those the flavors that I really want to share with people around me. So these are uh, a lot of your dishes um, are the recipes developed by your family um, themselves. And um, when you open, now you're the CEO of, uh, of this restaurant, um, this cafe. Um, are you also like heavily involved in the, the, the making of the food, the, re- the development of the recipes? Um, are you like one of the chefs there? Or how, how does that part of it work? So I, I'm no longer uh, the one who really mm. uh, do the R&D, but I have a team and, and my chef does it. But I'm heavily involved in like tasting of the food mm-hmm. and giving comments and all that. But the, the core business and the core recipes are always those that ha- have been created by my parents. Right. Like even the steaks. The, the, the flavor of the steaks, the sauces, the pastas, they're all from my family. But recently, of course, we have developed some, something a bit uh, like new, like beef wellington and all that. Yes. But ultimately, the, the core menu is always the original menu. Why a um, steak cafe specifically? Why did y'all decide to open um, this where y'all serve Western food and things like that? Because y'all are a food family, I'm cu- I'm a foodie mm-hmm. family. I'm curious why um, this specific um, genre, if you can call it that, right, um, of food rather than um, a different, uh, uh, perhaps um, Chinese food, for example, or mm-hmm. any other food or anything like that. Um, why specifically this? So I think it was an evolution. So um, we started off 
cooking at home, like as a home kitchen. So my mom started with uh, baking pies and cakes and selling it to friends. That's uh-huh. I think how we started. And so when the when we opened the first cafe, we were selling pies, pastries, and and really good coffee as well. So those days, um, there were no cafes in Ipoh yet. And we were the first one who brought Ivy coffee to, to Ipoh with a full-fledged coffee machine. And I remember my brother was working there and he told me one night, I made 200 cappuccinos today. So wow. we were really started as a, as a coffee place. Right. But eventually we evolved into a Western restaurant. I think it's out of customers' demand. Like they asked, can we have this in the menu? Because Ipoh is like a really small town and That's everyone right. are friends, like at least those who come to support my parents initially, all friends and they wanted to eat uh, like Western food. So I think we were plugging a, a hole like in, in Ipoh mm. at that time. Chinese food or, or, or other cuisines, there were plenty around, but Western food, like really good Western food was uh, not readily available. But so even when we expanded to Clang Valley, right, we were still a Western restaurant. So we were named Maria's Restaurant and Cafe when we opened right. in, in Clang Valley. So, but when I took over the business, I realized that all our customers, right, some came, some drive like one hour away. I don't know, they stay in like Rawang or, or some very far away. When I talk to them, what do they order? They order our steaks. Right. So, so they really love our steak. So when I listen to what they want, I, I gradually brought in more varieties of steaks and ultimately I rebranded it to Maria Steak Cafe. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, now, you know, you talk a lot about your family um, and how, because this essentially it's a family business that, that grew. I want to talk to you about your childhood a little bit. How were you during your your schooling days, um, did you get good grades? And was this always your your interest and your ambition, like to open a restaurant, um, to be to to run a restaurant and, and things like that? Was that like your dream? Mm, okay, <laughs> I'm a bit shy to say this, <laughs> but did you did I get good grades? Right? Yeah, I was actually an ASEAN scholar, wow. so I was really studious then. Like when I was a child, I was really studious. You know that. There was one period I would complete this at maths book, right? At, uh, additional mathematics book three times. So I actually solved the problems <laughs> three times over the entire year. So I think I was quite obsessed with math. Okay. And and and, and uh, yeah, math especially. So I was also really into leadership at the time. Right. Yeah. So when I was in form five, I remembered I was holding five leadership positions at that time in different uh, CCAs. So, like, I was the president of choir, uh, house captain, secretary of Interact Club, girl guys, I, I can't remember all of them. But okay. looking back, I didn't, I don't even know how I cope with that and also studying. But eventually, I think my love for mathematics made me choose to study uh, actual science. Okay. So I studied actual science. I graduated in Singapore and I worked as an actuary for three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. But deep down, I think I always wanted to expand my parents' business. Right. Yeah, I still remember I, I 
gave like a, a speech in university of what I wanted to do. And I actually said I wanted to expand my family's restaurant business. Right. But yeah, it was very, very weird because then it actually didn't align. Actual science and business is like two different things. Yes. But yeah, but naturally when the opportunity came, I chose to come back to Malaysia to take over the business. So I, I did not finish my actual professional papers. I chose to come back and then I took over the business. So in a way, I think I did have this interest and ambition back then. I remember like I, I when I was really young, I also told my brother, like next time we should all like, no, run Maria's together and have an empire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was in secondary school, I think. So yeah, I think it was my ambition. Yeah. And what was it that attracted you, or was it the fact that it's a family business and, like you said, um, you know, you wanted to, you know, even as a growing up, you you thought, you know, we can expand this, we can make this become bigger, or was it that it's a food? Um, related things specifically that got you excited? I'm wondering, was it the food part that got you excited or the business um, empire building part that got you more excited? I think that's a very good question. I have never really thought about that before. (laughs) But now that you ask, I think it is a little bit of both, Mm. but maybe more of the business portion, expanding the empire portion, leaving a legacy or or running my my father's legacy. I really admired my parents and the food they cook. So I really want the world to be able to continue tasting it. On the show with me today is Angeline Tan, CEO of Maria Steak Cafe. After the break, I ask her if she's faced any discrimination or challenges in the industry because of her gender. We'll be back with more on Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Redefining Success. I'm Dashran Johan and on the show with me today is Angeline Tan. She's the CEO of Maria Steak Cafe. So Angeline, what drives you to keep doing what you're doing? Um, I think it is my regular customers, I would say. So, like I said just now, the entire purpose of Maria's is really to give the best experience, the best tasting food to my customers. So, it is a smile on their face after a delicious meal and and, and the satisfaction that they have. I think that drives me, knowing that somebody is enjoying this food the food that uh, uh, Maria's is providing. And if we were to close down, there will be a following who who will be very disappointed. So so I think running a restaurant is really not easy. Mm. So, and and for me especially, like I said, I love mathematics. So you can deduce from that, I am not a front end person, right? I am more of a back end person, Mm. but... Restaurant business also entails like customer service, That's right. talking to people, building relationships and all that. So I think in the, at the end of the day, what drives me is really to see the satisfaction of my customers. Yeah. Hmm. Now, what does it take? We talk about the difficulty, right? Let, let's dig into that a little bit. What does it take in reality? Um, to run a, a restaurant in Malaysia or to be a restaurant owner in Malaysia? It takes a lot of hard work, definitely, especially in the initial stages. 
um, I when I first took over the business, I had to run the business 12 hours a day, seven days a week. So it is something, is a sacrifice that you have to be willing to make. I think. Um, and definitely you need to have uh, good food. I think mm. if you have good food, that will be able to sustain your business. Yeah. Right. Does do you need a big capital? Um, what are the things that people don't usually think about when when you know if a lot of people may be foodies themselves, um, they this may be what you're doing now is something that they might want to do as well. But what is the reality um, when it comes to setting up your own restaurant and, and things like that? Do you need a big big capital? Do you need a lot of funding? Um, how do you go about it? And um, did you perhaps found yourself a bit in a, a of course naturally like you, you needed to work hard like you said 12 hours a day um, but reflecting did you find yourself um, a little bit in a position of some privilege because it is a family business that has already been established yeah so I think in reality okay everybody wants a restaurant I mean if you throw a stone and ask do you want a restaurant yeah right. <laughs> everybody will say yes I want a restaurant where I can just like at the end of the day sit there have a beer or wine with my friends you know right. but but I think it's in reality it is not so easy mm. running a restaurant um, I have friends who come and ask my opinion as well and usually I think the the Bottom line is really the numbers. I mean, we all need to uh, earn a living, right? So we, like, if you were to open a cafe, we have to calculate. Like, I can open, I can sell hundred cups of coffee a day. How many staff I need to hire, and and is this business sustainable? Ultimately, running a business is back to the numbers. So if your business model is good, and then I think it will be sustainable. But if you come up with something where you, when we count and it, it just doesn't make sense, then probably it really is something that you shouldn't be doing. Right. But having said that, I think right now with deliveries and all that uh, uh, so so easily available, you can always start with a home kitchen. Yeah, and that will be really minimal capital and see, test out the market, see if your customers, your customer base will grow. So in reality, I think you still can start a restaurant with very minimal capital. And if you are a bit more adventurous, there are actually a lot of businesses for sale, a lot of restaurants for sale as well. And that will really reduce your capital but by a lot. But say, but if you want to start from scratch, like design your dream, right. <laughs> design your interior, design your dream equipment, yes. Definitely, you need a huge capital to start a restaurant. Now, because it is, um, it's March, it's uh, International Women's Day uh, month, um, I want to ask you something about, um, you know, women in the industry. Um, mm -hmm. Have you personally faced um, any discrimination or challenges um, in this industry, um, this F&B industry, um, because of your gender? Okay, I think I've been very privileged. Mm. I have personally not faced much discrimination or, or at least not realized even if I faced it. So I think my worldview is very much of taking one step at a time mm -hmm. in my own business. Like I'm more about 
my own business rather than how the whole industry runs. Right. So yes, although I know like working in the kitchen is 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 a man's game, like like um, but ultimately I think if you focus on the core goals of your own company focus on internal improvements, then there, there shouldn't be any um, gender discrimination. But also, I personally know a lot of um, high-powered women, and they too do not really uh, face discrimination in their industry as well. So I think it's about your mind, what you really focus on. If you want to focus on like thinking whether you are being treated right or not, then probably you will feel it. But if you just focus on doing your own thing, then yeah, you may not feel the discrimination. Right. And how important do you think it is for women to get involved in entrepreneurship? It would be great if women can get involved in entrepreneurship. For one, I once you're established, like I said, you'll be able to have flexibility in terms of time even though I, I do not have children yet, but juggling between household and work. I think things like that will require you to have some flexibility of timing if you want to be able to do both. But yet again, I think entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Right. It is really stressful. I have some friends who say, I, I, don't want, I don't want to join this game. I mm -hmm. just want to work my nine to five. I go home, spend time with my family. So I think both works depending on what you really want, your own personal goals. So you mentioned your friends who prefer to work nine to five. Um, you are someone who have experienced um, both. Um, you have been an employee. Um, you have been, you've studied actuarial science. You worked in that industry. You worked for someone else. Now you are running your family's business. Um, how do you compare um, both these periods in your life? And what was the transition period like especially? When I was an employee, it was a different set of challenges. But, but I think... If it felt like life was uh, simpler then probably because I was an executive level. Right. So I do not need to manage people and all that. And being an uh, actuary, all I did at that time was uh, coding uh, and looking at softwares, facing my computer right. Excel. So it's really a nine to five job and then go home and relax, put everything off your head. So when I transit into the first few years of business, it was really different. I have to look at the bottom line. Um, am I making money this month? Do I have uh, money to pay my employees and suppliers? So it became, it, it was more stressful. And um, I, I did work very hard as well, many hours and, and at that time, there was no flexibility at all in terms of time. You just need to be there. If your uh, employee calls in for M MC and he's sick, then you have to stand in no matter what happened. So, so there was really no flexibility of time. But after I went through the first stage of, of my business and we have we experienced growth, and I have a bigger team, that is when I start to have more time for myself. 
Yeah. So looking right. back is really rewarding. Hmm. After hmm. going through that period, right now, it is much more rewarding compared to when I was an employee. Yeah. Certainly. How do you measure growth? Um, is it um, solely um, finances? And, and do you look at that and you say, okay, I, I'm if I made more money today compared to yesterday or you know to next month compared to last month, uh, so on and so forth, um, I'm growing? Or do you have other ways of other factors you look into when you measure your growth? Yeah, so definitely money is... Oh, um, a measurement for growth. I would not discount that. But it is an entire, like you said, there are a lot of factors in, involved. Is Are my staff growing? Right? Is my passion growing? Um, how about the stick culture within society? Are more people knowing more about sticks right now and enjoying their sticks and ed- being educated about the different types of sticks. That's also another type of growth. So I think all these are small parts which really make up the big picture of growth. But as a business owner, definitely revenue and and profits still one of the baseline in measuring growth. Because Mm -hmm. if you can't feed your staff, then how are you going to help them to grow in different ways, right? Certainly. Now, at the start of the show, you... Um, def- gave us your definition of success. You talked about, um, of course, like um, you know, like you have emphasized throughout the show, then the necessary, like you cannot discount the money aspect. Um, that's important. Um, whether you have a stable financial um stream, and but on top of that, you talk about whether you have um the balance, whether you have time for yourself, for your family, so on and so forth, the time to do um different things. Looking at where you are right now. Um, do you think you have achieved that, um, you know, your definition of success? Um, do you think you have achieved it? Yes. So I think I have achieved that. Like I, I do have the ability to make choices, at least the choices that I want to achieve. Yeah. But I also think that is really a mindset because mm. in this world today, um, I mean, we are always bombarded with people who are more successful. So so um, it is all about us looking at our own goals and achieving them rather than comparing with different people because there's definitely people who makes more money, enjoys their life more you know, uh, and, and all that. So ultimately, I think it is about our emotional health, our mindset. Before we wrap this conversation up, what does it feel like doing something you love? I wouldn't say that I am 100% doing something okay. I love, right. right? So I think passion and loving loving your job. You know, people now say you, you love your job and you never need to work another day in your life. Right. I think this is really overemphasized in, in this day and age. Because like for me, I really love creation of systems, solving problems. But I may not uh, really enjoy um, customer service or dealing with employee problems, for example. Yeah, so I I think every job, there are things that you love and things that you don't. 
So you just have to accept that yeah, I I like this more, but it, this part also comes with the job. So and 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 learn to enjoy it as a package. On that note, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Angeline. Thank you. It was really my privilege to be here. That was Angeline Tan, CEO of Maria Steak Cafe. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can check out the podcast on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.